0: You're listening to the Theology Mom podcast. And now here's Theology Mom, Krista Bontrager.
1: Yay! Hey, everybody. Happy Saturday. Welcome to All The Things. This is the show where we talk about all things related to God, life, and the Bible. From a historically Christian perspective, I am Monique Dusson.
2: And I am Krista Bontrager, also known as Theology Mom. What are you also known as? Monique Dusson. No. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. So. Right there in your lower third.
1: Oh, founder for the Center for Biblical Unity. Yes. Go. That. We got to
2: work on this. Uh, <laughs> People, this is rough.
1: <laughs> on Twitter,
2: I'm the real Monique D. That's right. Um, yes. And we want to, we're going to have a great show tonight. I'm really looking forward to the I conversation. Really hope it is. I think it will be. Helping us on the show is Bob... Our fearless leader. There he yes. is. The professional button pusher and wonderful man in our life. Your thumb can really go back far. I didn't. That's not a thing for me.
1: That is not a thing for me. Wow. It's like some flexibility. Yeah, I don't know. Can your thumb do that?
2: No. Okay. Maybe no. maybe it's about it's one this. of his uh, special powers. Oh. Special, special abilities. There
1: it is. It's all downhill. i don't know but i'm gonna
2: leave that over there in another corner all right so so. we want to ask you to share the show uh if you're watching us right now just hit that share button that's the best way to help support the ministry and grow what we're doing here uh like the show comment uh go over to our youtube live stream you can comment and interact with us tonight uh let's see who's checking in laura hartley is checking in our friend jeremy is hey. checking in from chicago glad to have you here jeremy um and maria is saying hello to two braids
1: hey maria but i'm only one braid tonight um just one but we should yes. tell uh, jamal two, and uh, no we do not need to talk oh. about two braids hey keisha <laughs>
2: that's her
1: prison name people i've never been to prison <laughs> don't believe the hype <laughs> What in the world?
2: Oh, Keisha's here from Keisha's Atlanta. From Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes. Yes. We're going to be talking about. Uh...
1: The Christian's response. And re- to me, it's not just the response, but the responsibility and okay. in handling injustice. Like, how do we do this in a way that is responsible in a way that doesn't tear people down? That doesn't sensationalize things like how do we keep our our sanity about us and yet, be responsible and handle injustice.
2: Yeah, because with the uh, Ahmad, I want to say his name right, Ahmad Arbery. Arberry, Arbery? Arbery? Yeah, yeah. yeah. video I mean, came I out this week. It, you know, there's been a lot of conversation on social media. Um, a lot, everyone's got an opinion. Some people are, uh, you know, it's it's very emotional, and so we want to talk about it. We've got some great guests to help us have that conversation, Leah is checking in and Hello, Leah. so we want to invite all of you to the conversation you just can pull up a chair right here at the table as we have a little family discussion family conversation yeah. a little
1: family discussion um so i think we can start off with a little bit of history so i um i did a facebook post and it was about the the arbory situation and let me see if I can actually find it now. Um,
2: You're going to do this while we're live on the air?
1: I'm just going to talk about it. Okay. I'm just going to mention what it was. And All right. Because I think, I think this is part of the reason why we're even beginning to have this discussion. Like, how do we responsibly handle injustice? Um, because I was really, I think I was trying to handle it responsibly. Um, and just cause some other conversation and thought to, to things um hey pastor
2: zach we see you glad to have you here annette's here our friend allison's here hey everybody hello
1: so i wrote i just said sigh and then i wrote my thoughts now these are my thoughts these are not the thoughts that i thought anyone else should think they're my personal thoughts um i said this is horrible no matter what your vantage point is no one has all the information there may or may not may or may not be more um to learn about the video our country has a long way has come. Our country has come a long way regarding racism. Our country still has a long way to go in becoming a society safe for all people. Justice is different than vengeance, and it's possible to acknowledge the pain and the problems and still press toward unity.
2: So you had six points.
1: Had- oh i had six but i doubled i put five twice oopsies <laughs> so yes the, this was my, my situation this is what i wrote and literally i feel like i think people are still posting on that people are still posting right now we're up to what comment number 41 uh, twitter or facebook? it's on facebook um comment number 41 and yes I mean and it's like long dissertation style answers people I'm like oh my goodness Um, I think one of the biggest things for some of my friends is the idea that I would write there may or may not be more information like there's a possibility that everything wasn't written in the video and I think that for some of my friends it was negating the they
2: heard that as negating yeah that somehow maybe it wasn't murder well or maybe it was negating
1: negating the idea that black people are plucked off by whites okay. negating the idea that somehow it wasn't murder negating the idea that you know the pain isn't real and i'm like you know that's really interesting i never i don't remember saying that i don't remember giving a stance or a stand as to what i thought um and i did it intentionally because i didn't want to rush to judgment That's where the may or may not came from. No one has all the information aside from the people who actively participated in the event. Um, And so that led to a (laughs) hotbed discussion. And so, you know, that really made me think about how do we handle injustice? How and how do we handle it responsibly as Christians? Um, You know, I'm not concerned with how the world handles it because I have no jurisdiction over the world, as Paul tells us. And so all I can do is speak into the sphere of Christianity and the encouragement or an offer encouragement in that sphere. And so that's where a lot of our show today is coming from. Just, you know, how do we responsibly handle injustice because injustice it's not like injustice isn't real it's not like you know people make up oh, you know we injustice is just you know one of those made up things no but how do we define injustice how do we know when something is unjust well maybe we should you know these are all the questions
2: maybe we should take a minute too to describe the video we're not going to play it yeah just in case there's 10 people who haven't seen the video or aren't aware of the video uh bob's yeah, one of them yes so uh there there's a there was a big video this week there was a black man he was out jogging
1: Ahmad Arbury. Uh,
2: yeah that's his name Ahmad Arbury. Arbury. i'm not sure it yeah. could be
1: our it could be either or okay. yes
2: so he was out jogging and there was a confrontation uh between him and two white guys one of them had a shotgun he ended up getting shot um in the scuffle, you know, and there's a lot of conversation about whether the white guys were making a citizen's arrest. It was a father and a son. Um, There was, there's a lot of discussion about, they may have suspected him to be a burglary suspect in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and this sort of thing. But this video is pretty graphic in that, shows a lot of of what happened.
1: Yeah. It shows a lot of what happened. I think um parts that are important though it like are the the fact that, you know, he's seen running and or jogging. Um and the father and son, I think their name last name is McMichael, um they come in their truck and they're in front of him, and they they're stand like they've they're at a standoff almost, like they've stopped their truck. They um the the I think the younger McMichael is now out of his truck with his shotgun, and you know um, Ahmad tries to go around, and all of these things. So it's it's a little bit more than a citizen's arrest or like stand your ground. Um, Uh, which I think they tried to claim in in the beginning. It's like, well, we were doing a citizen's arrest. No, not actually, (laughs) not actually. And I find that funny because one of the the guys like was on the police force or something like that. And, you know, it's like, well.
2: mm, He worked as an investigator in the DA's office.
1: Yeah, so, but there's some kind of like police tie or, you
2: know, so I don't, again, I can't make
1: the judgment and say, you know, hey, I know everything about this. But what I can say is there are some things that don't, add up in my own opinion you know but my post was my post and there it was and so i think that sparked some conversation among you and i yeah um and i think we've had a lot of good conversation about it and it sparked some heated or at least it felt heated to me um conversations on my social media profile so there was that but um in in doing this or in our discussions you thought man i'd like to talk with jamal bandy and sam say about it um I, don't, I haven't heard anything from jamal but sam say posted a blog and he was on just the week before last i think yeah um but he came back yes he did he's a blogger and um writes some really provocative things really makes you think and so um the the one that he just wrote about the shooting is entitled is it racist to kill a black man and so we as black men we thought we'd have them come on um share their perspective their thoughts on it about you know not just the shooting but about injustice in general and ask some questions and so yeah
2: yeah so let's get them on. Let's dig in. This is our first time having two guests on at two the same time. people. We're doing big things. <laughs> here we go. Yes. I hey, I guys.
3: You hear that, Sam? We're, we're part of history.
2: <laughs> no. Indeed. Stop it. And, and,
0: and I was thinking that maybe I'm now the essentially the unofficial third host, right? I mean, I was just That's here right. uh, two weeks ago, and now here I am again.
1: That's See, right. here you go. Here you go. I'm, you
2: know, we make room. We can make room. Well, Jamal was uh, voted our most important guest of last year. Of yeah, he was. So. Oh,
1: really? really? Yeah.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> wow. No. <So,
1: I> <laughs> See? <laughs> so
2: we're reprising
1: a, a good thing here. Yes. So. All right. So we really thought that we would start this conversation more as just a general conversation, kind of between us as African-Americans and, um, sam i know that you are not african-american necessarily like i know you're from uganda um and now you're whoa, 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 Wait, whoa, it's not whoa. Uganda, it's in nigeria i am sorry i'm about to be be kicked that, that, off my that's even show. worse
0: that's even worse you know <laughs> tell <laughs> me in, where it is I, i'm Ghanaian. you calling that, calling
1: oh yeah see 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 why yeah don't
0: worry about it don't worry about it i am sorry oh, no. don't that, worry about it I, i've been ahead. i've been
1: saying all day i'm i am sorry i will admit my sins i repent <laughs> I repent. No
0: problem. No problem. No problem. He's
1: Canadian, but, but now you're Canadian. You've been in Canada since you were ten. See, I know that. Yes.
0: Yeah. I am sorry. I don't am worry sorry. about it. Don't. Worry. I'll forgive you, even though you thought I was Nigerian. The the, the <laughs> Ghanaian's worst enemy. But
1: that's okay. Well, see, see, I I I, I apologize. I ask everyone out. Honestly, YouTube honestly, land, don't worry about it. Please it's forgive me that. for my blunder. Don't worry um, about it. But you still you wear black skin, and I think that the fact that wearing black skin can be so controversial in certain parts of the world and in certain people's thoughts and things like that. And yet you very articulately and provocatively wrote about, you know, is it racist to kill a black man? I think you have some really um, unique thoughts into social justice and racism and things like that. So um, we wanted to have you on again to share some of your thoughts. And of course, Jamal, he is just, you know, the favorite guest of all time according to to the vote so when you first heard about it and Jamal I know you can hear me so chime in too when you guys first heard about the shooting and, and watched the video like how did it impact you personally
3: um well it when i first saw it uh it was def- it was definitely difficult to watch i was just uh, discussed with sam before we came on how uh, um, cool. it was it was hard it was hard to watch.
1: Yeah, what what were the feelings around it?
3: Um my initial thought was that I knew that because of the video, I'm I'm always looking at things and I'm I'm seeing what I see, but I'm also looking at it from other perspectives as well. And so my initial thoughts and feelings was it was not automatically that it was an injustice, it just looked bad. And I was like, I just see how this looks bad. And I could just see mm-hmm. what was gonna happen after this, like what was coming up. And I definitely wanted to look more into it, but I can already tell it was gonna be a crap storm come afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just unfortunate to watch him. It, it, and part of me, my first thought was like, who's recording this? You know, like, like my initial feeling was like, who, who, like, who has the camera kind of like, did they notice what's happening? Did they plan for this? You know, and you know, it was just hard. It's like a lot of questions, you know? Um, like, like just a a lot of questions initially. Mm
1: -hmm. What about you, Sam? When you, when you first saw it and heard of, um, what happened, what were your initial thoughts and feelings about it? Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny. Um, in our social media era, I find it sometimes hard to react in a genuine way when I first see something that's a trending topic. because right away, as soon as I saw, I, I saw the uh, the video through uh, Twitter. Uh, his name was trending, and I clicked on it. So right when I I hit that, I'm seeing the reactions before I see the video. So right away, I'm being told how to feel. So just because of history. That already makes me say, oh, no, what's going on here? And I can just see things are getting very heated already. And I'm seeing people already, you know, defending the actions of the the McMichaels and back and forth. And so before I already see the video, I'm being told by one group, feel this way, and the other group feel the other way. So when I watch the video already, I can't, it's hard for me in the first first time to, to think for myself because I'm thinking oh, this is why these guys were saying this. That's why the other guys were saying that. Mm. I'm really thinking about what everyone else is saying instead of just watching the video for itself. Um, So that's how I felt, you know, initially. And then right away, I get, from what I see, the video looked very incriminating. Um, But I still couldn't make up my mind just yet. I didn't. No, it, I mean it was devastating seeing I mean I, I can't get out of my I've seen the video uh, at least a hundred times now And I can't get him stumbling and collapsing on the on, on the ground out of my mm. head. That is yeah. that is the worst part it's everything else
2: is, is horrible,
0: mm. but just the third shot and then he seems to be trying to run away and then he just collapses that is That is that is horrific stuff Um, but so, so, with all that so it, it's incriminating, but right away, I'm also thinking, it looks this way, but you've not seen everything just yet, so relax so then now, after I watch the video, I remove myself, my own personal thoughts from it, and then now I'm back into Twitter where I'm seeing everyone making these takes, and then I start thinking, okay, guys i'm I personally don't see how anyone can come. Out of that video with a very conclusive um, idea as to why things happened. Because unfortunately, the issue wasn't just about what had happened, as in a man was killed, but the issue then quickly becomes why this black man was killed by mm. white men. Mm. And then right away, I just know, unfortunately, of course, right, if any man gets killed in that fashion and there's a video out, there's going to be naturally anger um, and righteous anger about it. But when the skin color issue comes in, it can it can lead, as we've seen throughout uh, over the last few years, just a lot of anger and tensions and divisions. And And sometimes at the end, we'll realize, oh, we shouldn't have reacted that way because what we all thought perhaps wasn't the case on both sides right, right um so then i started saying guys don't stoke you know the fire just be 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 sad be grieved be angry but don't try to pretend you know why don't do that because it's just gonna make things worse you know and then uh so anyways those are my first thoughts
1: and if yeah, I, I, oh, oh, were you gonna say something, Jamal? I,
3: well, if I could, I was just yeah. gonna—I was gonna add to that. I was like, I opted to wait before I had did anything uh, publicly on for prescribed truth, in that it just seemed like so much had to come out to deal with this, as far as what the trial goes. Like, I'm thankful that they was—they went ahead and arrested them, so they can go ahead and stand a trial, and therefore all the evidence can come forward, and we can get some kind of conclusion to this matter. Um, you know, like, I think that's what a big uproar. Was uproar was about was that they weren't initially arrested because, you know, everything was off of speculation. You know, they speculated that he was the suspect they was looking for and so on and so forth. Um, But it was interesting, there's two things in this thing that was, um, that stuck out to me was that you had uh, two claims. One of being a, of making a citizen's arrest because there's a suspect claiming to have a surveillance footage of him. And then the next thing is, was it okay for him to use deadly force when he did? So it's two things, the citizen's arrest and then the use of deadly force, which are are separate laws dealing with Georgia, something we have to look into.
2: Now, you live in Georgia. So I know that in I think in your state, open carry is allowed. So it wouldn't have been illegal for him to just have a shotgun. Is that correct?
3: So open carry is allowed for long for long barrels. So you have a, a shotgun, a rifle. You have to you have to carry it open, so people can be aware of what you have on you. Um, you know you can't you have to have a license to conceal carry.
2: Okay, you so because so, in California you know, we don't have that at all. Nobody's right. nobody has shotguns. Nobody, out nobody here. has a gun out there. No, <laughs> no. So, right.
1: All right. Yeah, I was gonna um, share. I think when I first saw it, my initial reaction was, "Oh, here we go again." and also wondering like oh i wonder what's behind this or you know is it the narrative because i too had seen i think before i saw the video i began to see the posts and people's anger and they plucking us off one by one and you know just all these all these initial reactions and then i came across a news article that says something very similar and so i began to wonder is there what is the agenda of the article itself not necessarily of my friends who are posting it but like what is it that this article wants me to believe and so um from there i decided you know i'm gonna hold a different line i'm not gonna jump in to the mix like i feel like i've done in the past of immediately um, pronouncing judgment immediately saying this person is guilty and, you know, they need to to immediately be arrested and just hung, put out to pasture instead of instead of offering that initial judgment. How can I sit back and really practice? I think the things that I talk about in, you know, in having a third way or in a culture of honor and what what does that look like? Even when all of the evidence that I can see looks like someone is guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um. Did, okay, so we. I think we. I was gonna ask another question, but I think you guys both hit on it. Yeah. Um, who who are you seeing as being the the ones responding? Like, do you see a breakdown in race in in the responses, like in your social media feeds or on Twitter and stuff like that? Is it all the black people who are really upset, and all the white people who are like, you know, give this guy the benefit of the doubt? It what it really might not have happened. Like it happened. What are you seeing?
3: You
0: know, th- now go ahead, Jamal.
3: Oh, okay. Majority, I was going to say, um, the black, most on the, on the black side of things is where most of the anger is, majority of the anger is. And there are some of my white brothers and sisters who are upset, you know, who are upset as well and see it as incrimination on the, um, on the McMichael side. And also, um, it's a mixed bag, you know, you got some African-Americans on the other side who say, hey, you know, this could have been justified, you know, but look at the evidence and, vice versa so but the
0: majority of it is
3: definitely on the angry side most definitely
0: yeah yeah i would say um both people that i know um you know social media or personally seems as if both most black people most white people um although a, a bigger rate of black people for sure are definitely on the side that um this is, you know, on the side of uh, this is, um, you know, murder and especially, um, that it's racism.
2: But I think you make a really interesting point, Sam, about racism, because in your blog post, you were kind of making the point of let's not rush to judgment that we automatically know their motivation was, was yeah. racism, which I think isn't a really important point. Um, Yesterday, one of the comments that I saw on social media was we know this is racism. And I'm thinking, hmm, yeah. I know that it's it, it, it's murder. I know that somebody died. There are some things I know, but I don't know if I know the thoughts and intentions of these two gentlemen. But I'm just wondering yeah. if we could talk about that question for a minute, because yeah. unless I assume that all white people are racist, I'm not sure how I know that it's racist.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, you know, um, one of the things that I've come to really think, uh, I always make sure I keep this in, in mind. I'm not as concerned as being right or, and, and wrong or wrong as I am about being righteous and, or evil um, at first. What I mean is, of course, I care about being right. I desperately want to be right. In fact, that's why I want to be slow to come to a conclusion. But you can be wrong about something, and that's fine. But if you are evil about something, you are going to provoke more evil. And the concern that I have is when you automatically assume the worst of someone, anybody whatsoever, without evidence, that's an evil, that's sin. And Mm -hmm. as a Christian, I can't just, I have to care. I I wanna be right on the issue. Of course I do, we all want to be. But God calls me not just to have the correct position, but to do so in a godly manner. Um, But with that being said, I completely understand the temptation for some to think that way, absolutely, you know? it all comes to mind, in fact, even in the headlines, right? Black man killed by two white people, immediately. That is going to be in your mind. But I'll just share a simple story. Um, when I first came to Canada from Ghana, not Nigeria or Uganda, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to, come, I had to get back to it. Oops. I, Oops. I'm kidding. But, um, but <laughs> I won't let it go. Um, it's okay. No, it's <laughs> no, no, it's just all—it's all—it's all good. But um, yeah, when I moved to Canada, my very first day of class, um, it's it, this is in Montreal, so I, I, uh, you know, I'm asked a question in French, and I'm supposed to answer it correctly in French, and I make a mistake. The teacher walks towards me, and as soon as she, as soon as he gets to me, I duck like this, and she's—it's right—he's like. Sam, you know, she's like, you know, Sam, what are you doing? And I didn't answer, but I was terrified because I thought he was going to hit me. Because in Ghana, in my experience, it, at, at least at the time, if you got certain questions wrong, you would get hit by the teacher. So I was taught and I was trained to believe that if I see this teacher coming towards me, it's for that one re- only reason to hit me. I only make that point to say, if you are very familiar with um, American history, it's natural to think, here we go again. But it doesn't make it right. In the same way that my teacher, my white teacher in Montreal is not the same as my Ghanaian teachers. Different time, different nation, you know, different culture. So I'm simply saying that for us to assume right away that these two white people may have murdered this person because of racism is an evil and it's wrong. Right. And even if it might end up being that case, it's possible that they are racist. It's possible. But right now there's no real legitimate reason to believe, at least in my opinion, that that's the case.
2: I, I think you're, Point is extremely powerful, though, Sam, that, you know, God calls us to be righteous in all things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we have a conversation about justice, we also want to be righteous in all of our ways. And I really want us to have some conversation. This is what Monique and I have had several discussions about since the, the these events have been unfolding is, you know, how do we talk about something that is a horrific and tragic situation, but do it in a righteous way and not be careless in our words. And how do we have a distinctly a Christian approach Mm -hmm. um, to this, this conversation, but there's a lot of cultural pressure right now to say certain things and to, uh, to approach the conversation in a certain way with certain words. And if you don't show up that way,
1: then you're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side of things. I think the whole righteous conversation is so important because it's about how do we respond if we're not responding in righteousness there's a problem we can't first respond out of emotion or cultural pressure cultural pressures or the fact that i'm a certain ethnicity like no we first have to respond from a place of righteousness because we have a kingdom mentality because we're christians and we belong to the kingdom
0: And the Bible says, I'm forgetting, uh, it's it's in a book of Proverbs. It says, whoever justifies the wicked and whoever condemns the innocent is an abomination before the Lord. That's been in my mind after I first read that text, because I was, before I became a Christian, I was the kind of person that was very sure of his opinions. Mm -hmm. And... I read that text and in James 119, which is what I named my blog after, and where it says, uh, you know, be quick to listen and slow to speak, and I, eh, I got to humble myself and remember that not only does, is God calling me to this, he hates he hates it when we are so full of ourselves thinking that we know better, that we are so arrogant really that we think that yep, I trust myself, right as the Bible says too that um a fool, um, a fool lacks understanding, but only wants to, you know, express his opinion, his opinion. Right. And, um, so anyway, yeah, it, it's vital, mm-hmm. you know, not just for our sake, but also as a witness to other people, you know, and, uh, unfortunately when these issues come around, we all just forget about really what God calls us to and w- how we're supposed to be a light, you know, to others. And also this is a matter of love. Like we, even if, again, I think, the McMichaels are murderers. Uh, sadly, even I still have—I still have to love them. I'm still so called to love them. So uh, I don't know. I, you know, I—I've um, just been very disappointed by all these uh, reactions.
1: I agree. I'm, I'm currently going through the book, *The Third Option* by Miles McPherson, and it talks a lot about um, honor and how do we as Christians hold a a distinctly different lane. It's like if if lane one is going to be, you know, the, they're, you know, running, run into judgment and, you know, they're murderers and all this. And the other lane is you don't know that. And, you know, they're just clashing. How do I hold a different lane and honor God and honor the individuals involved? And so at some point, even like Chris and I were talking earlier today, you know, is there honor due to the murderer? Like, what does that even look like? You know, but I think that these are the things that we wrestle with as Christians. And when we hold and grapple injustice, it's like, yes, my flesh wants to say, dang, they killed a black guy. And, you know, let's kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Like vengeance. Yeah. But there's Mm -hmm. a difference between vengeance and justice.
2: Well, let's talk about that. I want to get Jamal in here on this question, because. You know, I think it's really important to think about how do we know that something is unjust? It can't just be this offends me and I'm really emotional. You know, how do we begin to think about what justice is? Because I think one of the points I've made several times on the show is I think our culture has appropriated the word justice from the Bible, but we aren't always reflecting deeply on what's how scripture defines justice.
3: And so, man, this is a good one. All right, so we definitely should go off of what scripture teaches concerning what justice is, and that goes off the character of who God is. I have a discussion with a friend of mine yesterday, and we talking about something as small, or I say small, but as simple as a lie. You know, uh, when is it, like we were talking about, when is it okay to tell a lie, right? And it's never okay to tell a lie. Why? Because it goes against the character of God. So anything that goes against the character of God is considered, considered a sin, which would be considered unjust because God is just. Now, so we have the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not murder, right? We said we see thou shalt not kill. All right. But then we see in in scripture where God allows death and allows others to kill other people. So when is it okay to kill and when is it not okay to kill? And those things laid out in scripture. And so I believe the scripture is clear as far as people who are innocent, who have committed no wrong or in those things, like we there should no harm come to them. Life, there should be no um they should not be that's that's considered murder versus with someone who is breaking a law and then is killed on top of that. You know, and so um yeah so definitely the standard should be from the word of God and from his laws. And then but we have this this area that gets difficult when we talk about laws within our own states and our you know counties and everything else. Um, you know do those laws coincide with biblical laws, and a lot of those laws don't um we could talk about one like right now like it's being okay to murder babies, you know murder infants in the womb you know it's that's okay, but you know, according to God's law, that's unjust you see it's, but and that's and that's where the the lines get blurred even when we have situations like this that happen um was this situation just? or unjust was this was this killing just or unjust did um did um uh, Mr. Arbery did he deserve to die or didn't he you see what I'm saying yeah and these are and these are where the lines get blurred and this is where it gets complicated because depending on what spectrum you stand on God's law isn't going to be a factor it's going to be based off of what the state says or or how our emotions feel you know, concerning the situation, you uh, know, and I'm going to I'm go ahead and throw this out there because I think it's important that I lay this out here in the beginning. When it comes to this particular issue, as I stand now, and I'm saying this because I haven't seen everything yet to come, and uh, I'm glad that uh, Samuel brought up the scripture in Proverbs. I brought up, a, I was thinking about another one, um, Proverbs 18, 13, he who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. And I want and that's been what's been speaking to me through so every situation that comes up. I want to be able to you know know something before I get deep as far as forming an opinion on it and I don't and everything is not out there yet, but as it stands, oh go start no, sorry. I just I, think I that's on. really
2: an important point because uh-huh. part of the contours of god's justice and and this is what drives me uh, it's frustrating for me because we hear a lot of people in our culture saying calling for justice. Christians need to stand for justice. I 100% agree with that. But then they appropriate the cultural definition of justice. And it's like, well, have we really reflected deeply about what scripture has to say about justice? I think the Proverbs in that proverb you just spoke there is really a, 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 one of the factors of God's justice of like not rushing to judgment, you know, um, waiting for the bigger picture to come out. We We kind of are a bunch of armchair jurors right now um Mm -hmm. judging things from our keyboards and our screens and yet god's standard of justice says um that there's a requirement of witnesses like you can't put someone to death with just only one witness there has to be multiple witnesses i think that's a really informative principle of god's justice and They don't all have to be eyewitnesses. We live in an amazing age now where we can talk about witnesses being DNA evidence and fingerprinting and surveillance videos and all of these things. But God's standard of justice requires eyewitnesses. It requires evidence. It requires a case. We don't put people to death simply because there's a mob. (laughs) or uh-huh. on the the um, the uh, optics look really bad, or we have to do something quickly. I think if Christians are going to stand for justice, we have to reflect deeply on how God defines justice and thinking about that. And that's something that I don't hear a lot in the social justice crowd. And maybe I'm just not looking in the right places, but... I really want to think deeply about justice the way that God thinks about justice. I don't know if any of you guys want to respond to that or tell me I have white privilege, but I just, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, uh, uh,
1: something that's coming to me right now though, is as we talk about justice, I feel like the other side of the coin, or maybe it's the same side of the coin is talking about forgiveness. You know, like we always want to talk about, you know, justice and making sure that justice is served and things like that. But I feel like what is happening in America is this almost like um, snowball effect. Like you keep adding snow to it and it just, it keeps rolling and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. At what point do we offer for, and we had a conversation about this earlier, at what point do we offer forgiveness? And I don't care what side of the coin you're standing on, there is forgiveness that needs to be offered, but that also means that there's repentance that needs to be offered. And so I'm wondering how we tie all of these things into the justice narrative. And can we even have justice without repentance and forgiveness?
3: Mm. Well, I believe even if so, I mean, justice can be served, whether a person repents or not. We know, God is, you know God's judgment is different Clear on that. There'll be plenty who won't repent mm-hmm. yet justice will be served to mm-hmm. them at the end. And so, um, or for those of us who are in Christ, we have repented and our everything that we would do was put on Christ. Uh, so either way, justice will prevail in the end. Um, but in this, it, just like anything else, in order for that, be repentance that must be a wrong. And so we have to see, okay, was there a wrong done? In order to be able to say, okay, should there even be repentance, and then is forgiveness even necessary because there wasn't any wrong?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And this is where <clears throat> this is where I kind of stand on this issue is, and this is me as looking at it now. I don't necessarily take the stance that the Michael's murdered him. I take a I take a different stance than that from what I see from the video and my perspective and how I see it. Um, I do find it questionable that they attempted to make a citizen's arrest based on the fact that the so-called surveillance footage that they claim to have had has not come forward. Um, And hopefully they come forward at a trial date. Um, But so their whole premise of even trying to make a citizen's arrest is questionable to me. But the point in which the conflict burst out from what I see in the video, based off Georgia law, it would have been to me when I see this thing, your ground. And this is the thing. So therefore, based off of that, if those premises are true, if those premises are true, then should he, be, should he repent if he, was, if he was within the confines of the law and doing what he's supposed to do? But if he wasn't, then definitely repentance is definitely needed. But therefore, repentance is not needed for him to get justice. He will still get justice, even if he doesn't repent.
2: Now, there was mm. a surveillance video that just came out a little while ago. Monique and I looked at it right before we went on the air there's some things that are kind of odd to, to us about it. The timestamps off, it's very blurry and the courts will sort all of that. It could be
1: me on a video. Like it could be anybody on the video. <laughs>
2: it, it, yeah. You know, the but, courts will sort all of that out. But I think that again, the, the law, the human laws, you know, don't always
1: I think that's such a good point
2: with God's yeah. law and God's mm-hmm. definition of justice. But I think that, another aspect of God's justice that Jamal is alluding to is that all of us deserve God's Mm -hmm. justice. I mean, if we're really going to have a conversation about biblical justice, we have to be aware of the fact that we're sinners and a just God is going to, um, you know, that, that there's a punishment that we are due. But we are so grateful for God's grace, and that's what the gospel is. And so justice doesn't, um, for us, we actually don't want justice in a way. We we hope for God's, we're grateful for God's mercy and his grace, mm-hmm. that we get what we don't deserve. We don't mm-hmm. get what we do deserve. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very important point when we're calling for Christians to think righteously to understand that if it wasn't for the grace of God, I might do very heinous acts. Mm-hmm. I need God's grace. And so how can I pray for even these murderers that God's grace would come to them, that they would know the real Lord Jesus Christ? So that's another part of the the conversation here. I don't know if either of you boys want to,
3: Well, that's Uh, the thing that's missing from the social justice side of the thing is is forgiveness without that realization of the fact that the reality that we all deserve God's justice, we find it hard for them to even show mercy in those cases. Even Even if one is guilty, it's hard for them to show mercy because we are guilty of much. You know, even if a person is deserving of punishment and deserving of justice, yet to still be compassionate towards them as well, knowing that, hey, either way, either how you look at it, these are these were three image bearers of God involved in the situation right here. You know, one lost his life. The other two is going to basically you know, basically lose their livelihood and their you know, whole lives are affected. All three are image bearers of God, and these two are guilty of murder. Then they have a serious sin problem that they need Christ's help with. They need to be like in Christ and know him, you know, whereas this with well, Ahmad, like, man, whether, whether he knew the Lord or not, I don't know, but like his, but his life is gone, you know, whatever opportunity that was there for him is now gone, you know? So this is the tragedy in all of this, you know, mm-hmm. it's bad that one his life and we can look at that. But the tragedy in all this is that these people yeah. are affected and there's a holy God who sees us all yeah. and they have to answer to, you know,
0: I, I appreciate Sorry, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. I, I'm, no, I'll yeah. say it in a minute.
0: I appreciate Jamal bringing in the fact that they're both three image. They're, they're, those are, uh, there are three image bearers in this situation here. I think one of the sad thing is a lot of people think with their skin color instead of with their mind or really with uh, scripture in that when I see those three people, I don't see one that looks like me. I see three that look like me. Right, and that I'm a human. They, they we all. Yes, there's one significant. Well, I would say insignificant, but in terms of um, just the, how how we see the world today, there is, I suppose, one significant uh, difference. But that would be the skin color. But of course, in the grand scheme of things, it, it means nothing really. But the point is, is that I need to love Arbery, and I need to love the McMichaels. That doesn't change, and and one of the problems is, you see, a lot of black people are very quick to condemn those white men. The problem is, they would have an issue, rightly so, if white people and some of them are doing, doing so right now were to condemn Arbery because of his skin color, right? See, one of the problems with, with this is that let's just say you live in a, let's just say you live in a neighborhood where. The last fifteen um the last 15 armed robberies were committed by black people. And then all of a sudden you have a white, so you have a black man just walking about, and there was just this unsolved uh armed robbery, and everyone says, wait a minute, he's black. The last 14 or 15 armed robberies were made by black men, so it must be him. The same thing happening again. We would say, but that's not right. You can't blame this one black man for what has we would say that, but when it comes to to white people, we say, "Well, the last fifty, sixty, hundred years, twenty years of Georgia history, you've had so many white men killing or lynching black uh, black men." This is the exact same thing happen again. It's the exact same argument, mm-hmm. and it's not right. In fact, not only is it not right, it's racist. You know, and I'm I'm saying that very firmly because we sometimes are shy about. Uh, about using that word when it concerns black people. Let's face it. If the McMichaels were black, this is not a, we're not talking about this issue whatsoever. But we are bringing this up because these are two white men killing a black man. Oh, yeah. So we are judging them strictly because of their skin color in terms of their motivation. But if it's a black person being killed by two black people, it's, well, there are probably other reasons behind it. And um, anyway, so because they are three image bearers we need to not um favor one over the other we should be loving to all
1: i agree and um i think we were talking about that that same, same yeah. thing earlier today too like you know we can't we can't live in a hypocritical stance mm-hmm. you know where we're going to hold black people to this standard but white people to that standard mm-hmm. you know it we can't say you can't do this if you're white, but you know, if you're black, well, you get a pass or, well, we don't really think about it that way and we make excuses and things like that. That's a hypocritical stance and we can't live like that. Um, Sam, what I hear you getting into is the responsibility factor. So my question is how do you think that, how do you think Christians responsibly, um, can call for justice without harming other people? because i guess the question comes from like i understand the need to call for justice you know when something is unjust we should speak out and call for justice but in doing that i don't want to trample someone else and that's part of the problem that i see it's like i'm gonna call for justice almost at the expense of my white sister or brother in like, well, they just gonna have to deal with whatever I say today because a black kid got killed. No, that's not our stand Mm -hmm. as Christians. Yes, we call for injustice and yes, we love our neighbor. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, wow. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, James 119 is one of my favorite Bible verses and I named my blog after it. And uh, it says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger you know this may seem like uh this may seem almost unfair to say given the nature of the video, I'm not saying people shouldn't be angry about it but when the Bible says be slow to anger it's not saying be slow to be slow to anger unless it's saying... Mm-hmm. Be slow to anger. because if you do that, not only are you dishonouring God, not only is that an injustice, you're going to end up then committing injustice against other people. so I've come um, I've come to a conclusion that I'm fairly confident of, um, given what I know, but that but I came to that conclusion, which is that I think, That I'm not I'm not certain um, of the McMichael's intentions or their, you know I I, it seems plausible to me that they thought they were probably pursuing the citizen's arrest um, you know laws, but I think they they violated those laws as far as I understand it. Um, Jamal sure probably has more knowledge on that, so I would love to hear more about him on that. But um, as far as I understand it, they've violated it. So if you violate a law, even with good intentions, and then that leads to a killing legally, at the very least, it's manslaughter. Um, so but anyway, so to answer your question, bringing about justice without without creating an injustice against other people just really means being patient and trusting that you don't have the information and gathering all the information and then humbly coming to a conclusion, but not because you're favoring one over the other, but just because you want to be loyal to the truth. That's it. Mm. You know, but instead, unfortunately too many of us are trying to be loyal to our own agenda, our narratives, our skin color, our political uh, beliefs. All these things are coming into play here, but we simply need to be loyal to scripture and loyal to the facts. Amen, brother,
3: Ephesians 4.25, let everyone, let each of you speak truth, each one of you, to his neighbor, for we are members of one to another. That's the scripture behind uh, prescribed truth, man. And that's what it's about, and that and that's really should be the focus as a Christian. We should be concerned with what the truth is. You know, it hurts, you know, our, our emotions will, because we're human, you know, and God made us to have compassion. He made us to have emotions. You know, he created us as such, you know, but, the truth is what should matter at the end of the day, what the truth mm-hmm. is. And like you said, mm-hmm. Sam, we don't know it all. No. You know, we only know what, what they are allowing us to see. You know, mm-hmm. this is what they are allowing us to see. A video mm-hmm. was leaked. They allowed us to see the mm-hmm. video,
0: mm-hmm.
3: The, um, the, the news reports and the, uh, whatever um, the, the police reports that they're allowing mm-hmm. us to see. They're allowing us to see these things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one thing for sure, one thing for sure we can be, we can be definitely certain on is that Mm -hmm. god saw it all Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. he saw
3: it all yeah so we're getting every moment
2: we're getting a ton of comments going now so we're going to start getting into it i want to go to a comment on facebook first and then we're going to go into youtube because there was a really um interesting point that one of our our viewers wrote Uh, yeah rebecca lynn says it makes me realize how incredibly difficult it must have been for the disciples to accept and also bring in as a brother the very man who had instigated the murderous rampages and imprisonments of so many of their friends and possibly their relatives. We need to pray that yes, justice will be served, but also the hearts of these Mm -hmm. men will be changed Mm -hmm. and and we can stand for both. But thinking about Paul, you know, he was a murderer. Um, The scripture has many murderers that, that God used Moses, King David, um, these are men that God used in a mighty way and they were murderers. And so, you know, we want to pray for changed hearts. We want to pray for repentance because we know that um, God can do a mighty work in, in somebody's heart and it's not to excuse what they did, but it's that we, we understand that we see ourselves also as sinners. Yeah. So I think that's a really, um, really important point. Uh, Let's go over to the the YouTube. YouTube. YouTube Okay, so
1: Jeremy out in Chicago says... "Um, Can you
2: scroll up on the... I can't scroll up. Okay, it was a while
1: ago. Sorry, it says, "Um, when this story broke, my FB feed filled with people expressing remorse and anger. That same day, five people were murdered here in Chicago. Not a peep out of anyone. Why the difference? Mm. I don't know why the difference. I feel like a lot of it comes down to... Um, what will sell, what will sell in the media. Everybody knows that when a black kid, a black person gets killed by somebody who's white, that's gonna explode and everybody's gonna jump on it. People aren't really trying to hear about you know, the 12 kids who got shot down in South L.A. because they're in a gang or because their, you know, parents were abusive or you know, X, Y, and Z. Domestic violence. violence. Nobody's trying to talk about that because that that isn't bringing in numbers. That's Mm -hmm. my personal thought on it, but I mean, it could be maybe they were too busy covering COVID. I don't know. It's crazy.
3: I'm sorry, you just said something so good, man. It's so... (laughs) a a black person gets shot by another black person whether it be gang related or somebody was trying to rob a store and got shot whatever the case may be the the idea is oh yeah that's that happens all the time so we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about that we're not gonna cover that that's always happening that's happening Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if racism is so rampant in our country well it's happening all the time yeah why is why is why is this such a big why is it making such a big deal it happens all the time Racism has yeah. always been here, it ain't never left. Yeah. But So it must be to me, it must mean to me then that racism must not be that prevalent in America then. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's getting that much widespread coverage. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have, we we have us killing each other and that is not getting under coverage because oh, that's yeah. the norm. You know, we're yeah. not gonna worry about that because that just happens. We just put that in the newspaper article for that city, and let them yeah. handle that, you know? That's that, So the media definitely puts it out there to sell because they know this is going to get the biggest uproar. But it also lets me know that this ain't the biggest problem that people are making it seem like it is mm-hmm. because it's getting this. Because we're not, we're not sitting here like, oh, oh, we've been, we've been treated like, we've been treated like yeah. crap since Fish Forever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it ain't nothing new. Why are they, yeah. why are they posting it? But because yeah. it doesn't happen like that, it is a shock. Yeah. And it is a shock when it happens mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's by racism because it's not like they try to make it seem like on the media.
2: Jamal no, taking
3: this the tangent. unpopular take there. Wow. Tangent, tangent session, sorry.
2: <laughs> bringing it.
0: And this, is, this is probably going to be also another hot take, but uh, I find it kind of shocking. But this is, I think, undeniable, sadly, at this point. For a lot of Black people, racism is worse than murder.
3: Mm. That
0: has to be the conclusion. Mm. Wow, man. Because think, man. Because think about it. If three or four hundred thousand black babies are being killed and murdered every year, if three thousand black men are being killed by other black men every year, that doesn't get attention. But if a white man kills a black man 10, 15 times a year, oh man, and that gets more attention, why? It's not because the black man got murdered. It's because it was because of racism. Oh man. Now to make it worse, here's the reality. Racism is a sin. It's bad. But you know what? If I hate Jamal because he's black, what's the difference than me hating my 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 brother because he is skinny? What's the difference? Biblically, Racism is simply a form of hatred. That's what it is. It's hatred. So if I hate someone for being black or hate someone for being from, you know, Uganda or Nigeria, right? <laughs> or <if> I, <laughs> I told you I wouldn't forget. Um, or if I hate someone who is Catholic, who is, who is a murderer, doesn't matter. If I hate anybody for any reason, it's hatred. Racism isn't, this isn't the worst sin in the world. Now, is it horrible? Yes. But you know what? Don't you know question racism? Murder. Because racism is hatred, right? It's murder by heart. But then, if you kill someone actually because of that, that's mm-hmm. a worse sin. It's murder. So, why are we placing more focus on the hatred, right? The, the, the heart issue, then the heart issue, then that leads to murder itself. So if you were being truly sincere, we would hate all kinds of hate, right? We would hate all, as in like unrighteous hatred, I mean, right? Because it's good to hate sin. But if you hate, um, like if we were genuine, we would hate any real issue that denies that someone's made in the image of God, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's sad, unfortunately, that this is why people are being killed. White people, black people, young people, older people, nobody cares unless it appeals to our flesh. Unless it says, oh, it's the kind of hatred that I don't like, you know, and that's what unfortunately is just very, very disappointing. And it's going to be a cycle. If we don't stop this now, we'll continue being better against each other and there will be no real change.
1: That's, wow. a, that's yeah, a powerful I'm just, word. I'm sitting here like, wow, okay, that- I'm just going gonna, gonna to take some notes. Yeah, so I want
2: to encourage yeah. you again be sharing this conversation because this, wow. this is This yeah. is some good
1: stuff. I think what, in addition to that, it makes me think about blame and the idea that, and we talked about this, I think, a couple of shows ago, Um, this idea that we are always looking for someone to blame. There has to be somebody who has to take the fall so that I can remain right. But that's also rooted in pride. You know, and it's it's that's Genesis it, three. It, it, but it, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Woman it goes, you it gave goes me. all the way back to the beginning of time yeah. where, you know, it, it was it was the woman's fault that that humanity is now <laughs> completely. It messed was up. the serpent. Yeah. But then it was the serpent. Like whose fault is it? And we're constantly looking for someone to scapegoat and and to put the blame on when it's like, well, how can I be responsible with this myself how can i take the responsibility how is my heart with yeah it? how, yes, how, how, how yes. is my heart with,
2: what is my contribution to escalating things yes. what is my contribution to jumping to conclusions what is my contribution to uh Losing my temper on social media. How have I been racist?
1: Yeah, you know, like there's this whole social justice narrative that says, "Well, minorities can't be racist," but no, actually, racism is a sin, and we all sin. So, how have I held partiality and racism and in hatred. my? Yeah, and hatred in my own heart. Yeah. Um. Let's go back to the comments. Let's Tina go says, "Go over to YouTube." Yeah, YouTube. Tina says, "I wonder if a third lane." as a Christian is to realize that if it wasn't for the grace of God, we could also be racist. We have all sinned and fallen short. That is so true. Yeah. Um. She says, I, pre- I so appreciate the questions you ladies are asking. Thanks, Keisha. Well, it's also the fact that they were never arrested. I agree with that. There wasn't a thorough investigation. And from what I've read and what we were even um reading and watching earlier today, like there's some kind of tie that one of the, the, I think the father, who was the he worked for the DA, had some kind of tie with the police and all of that stuff. So yeah, things don't there, don't and then COVID the up hit. And up. Yeah, and COVID yeah. and yeah. you know all of that. So no, I don't necessarily believe that justice was served or even um, began to be unwound. You know, in this situation,
2: but there's also so, the pressure that if they felt like they were still getting their case together, because you only have a certain number of hours after you make an arrest where you have to make the grand jury, you present your evidence to the grand jury. They they did have some problems with the DA having a conflict of interest, had to recuse themselves. The, the COVID thing happened. It just made me wonder, like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, I wonder if there were some complicating situations where they didn't feel yeah. like they had their case together enough to present it to the grand jury. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Those are all things that we weren't there. We don't know, but they're they've made arrests now. Um, what were you gonna say?
0: To be fair, I'm, I'm forgetting which one, but I think one of the DAs originally said he didn't find any sufficient grounds uh, to yes. charge the two men. Yeah. Which, which to me, from the evidence that I had gathered, seemed it seemed to be too trusting of the account yeah. of the the McMichaels. And that, I, yeah. And. I, so
1: go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, and that's what um, Keisha, our viewer, actually just you know she wrote too. She said the justice keepers basically took the word of the killers at face value. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's
2: that's definitely a problem. Yeah. Uh, Leah you says mind? anger oh. comes from pain, pride, absolutely too. But pain can also be an angry response. Watching and knowing this young man was shot and killed is just heartbreaking. I think we can agree that regardless of the facts known and unknown yeah i think that the video stands i mean worst case scenario let's say he was casing these houses to rob them later that's the worst case scenario even then i don't think he deserved necessarily to be shot like that you know and 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 that's that's a horrific tragedy
1: nor does it call for the mcmichaels and others who were with them to take the law into their own hands you know to pursue him there has to be some kind of of remembrance and call for people to participate in society in the lanes that society has set up. So nine one one is there for a reason. The police are there for a reason, not for you to jump in your truck now, stand him off in the middle of the road, and take justice into your own hands. Yeah. Uh. Let's see.
0: Can we hear? So, if you don't mind, Jamar's uh, thoughts on that because I know. Yeah. yeah. Um. He has.
2: Yeah Jamal,
0: yes, uh, why don't you jump in? Yes, so uh, if we could
3: park there for a moment, Um, and I, I, I will apologize ahead of time for being a little lengthy because there's so many there's so many nuances in this when it comes to this particular issue. And so, like I said earlier, I don't necessarily take the stance, and this is just me. I don't necessarily take the stance that automatically that I see this as a murder. But let me explain why. I think it's very important. That I explain why. Okay, so. And I don't, and I'm not taking this at the account of what Michael said, but just off the the video and then also the account of the, um, of the police report. So apparently what happened and this, you know, this is what happened in the state of Georgia, you are allowed to make a citizen's arrest for two reasons. If you have, if you have seen, if you are witness, eyewitness to the actual crime being taking place or have immediate knowledge, that's the B part of that, that whole thing, have immediate knowledge that this person is the guilty or the suspect. And if according to making a arrest, you're not allowed to kill anyone. You're not allowed to murder anyone, not allowed to kill anyone. You're supposed to call police and try to detain a person in a particular place to keep them from leaving the scene of said crime until law enforcement arrives. That's the law, okay? So now if, then this the only thing that would tie them to having immediate knowledge, because they weren't an the eyewitness, we know that the only way they would have immediate knowledge that this was the suspect is if the surveillance footage would show that. Now I'm thankful that you guys brought up that you, that you've seen a video of a surveillance footage that came out. Cause I haven't seen that yet, but then I, I, I made this, uh, I said this to a friend of mine the other days, like if this surveillance footage does not show this individual clearly, because according to the Michaels, they seen him running, like he's standing on his front front yard. He sees Ahmad running. And then he says, oh, that's the guy. We got to go stop him from keeping from leaving the neighborhood. But if, that, if you can't tell from that video that this is the actual guy, then no, you had no reason to chase him. You had no reason to pursue. You know, that, that's what make that part wrong. If, they, if that video doesn't clearly show that this was a mod, you know, and that he ac- actually can recognize him. They had no reason to, to pursue. They can call the police. They can give a description and say where direction he went. But they would have no reason to try to attempt a citizen's arrest on that part. Now, according to the video, and this is and this is the thing that's difficult because this was hard to watch, and I had to, I man, I had to, like, watch this thing frame by frame and everything else. It was difficult just to see this issue. Like, what happened and before these but, shots were fired? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can-
1: something happened yeah (laughs) sorry sorry i didn't i thought my mic was down wait is is my mic down or is it up okay sorry i thought my mic was down and i was trying to tell krista something because another video just popped into our news feed about um about this whole situation and yeah and so i was just trying to quietly But oh. not so quietly, apparently. <laughs> uh, but but yes, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm just trying to multitask. It's not really working in my favor. But yes, Uh-oh. keep going. because Yes.
3: Okay, so it, with this video, it was difficult because it's like, as you watch this video, and I, and I, I know this is it's hard for those of you who have not seen the video. Um, it, it may be hard for you. Don't watch it if you don't want to. But I do think it's important for those who have seen it to really pay attention to really watch carefully what's going on and so you what you see and this is all from a or somebody recording it looks like from a phone while they're considerably a good distance away from a model while he's running and all you see is him running you see him running around a corner or you see the camera come up around the corner and you see a mod going towards a truck and then you you can see off a side of a door open up and you see Ahmad take a mod take take one direction then you see him go around the truck and then for some reason he dashes in front of the truck but then after that a stroke you can hear they both out of focus, but you can hear a struggle ensue and then a shot fired and then another shot and so on and so forth. Like it's, how it's broken down. And as I'm watching this video, I was like, OK, let me think about this. Why? OK, first, they, the story is that he was jogging. OK, that's the story. He was jogging. According to the report, and this is, and our I can't speak for himself. But according to the report is that they actually stopped him in another place. But then he turned direction and went this way. And I guess this is when they actually started recording. And so he went another direction. And this is where you got the truck actually in front of him from the other point. It actually pursued him a good distance, not just from that once. It wasn't that quick. They pursued They was pursuing him a minute. Once again, if there's no reason to make this arrest, I get that. So let's put a pin in that. So now say if they, for the sake of that, had to, uh, the right to stand, to um, force his arrest to, enough sufficient evidence that this was the guy to look for. Well, because of Georgia law, then you know, being able to open carry, he was allowed to have his shotgun. He was allowed to have a shotgun. But you see in the video, and this is what's strange to me, the guys, it's gonna be tough, but I'm, I, you know, and this makes me a little nervous, but I gotta be just on a truth sake on this. When I look at this video, what I see is I see Ahmad running towards a vehicle. I see him running towards the truck. You see him, him coming off from one side of the road, but then he goes to the opposite side of the road, going towards the driver's side of McMichael's truck. You see him get out of the truck, you see him out of the truck and he had a shotgun in hand. McMichael then, when he notices the gun, then goes around the truck. And then when he goes around the truck, for some reason, he goes towards McMichael in front of the truck. In my mind, I'm like, if you see a man with a shotgun, even if you're in the right, like this is, you should not be, they should have no reason pursuing you. My thing is not to run towards a person with the gun,
0: mm-hmm.
3: not to run towards a person with the gun. Ahmad did not have to die. But what took place is that when he went, when he went to, towards me, Michael, a shot wasn't fired when, he, when, when Ahmad went towards that front, a shot wasn't fired. A shot wasn't fired until you see him struggling with the gun. Now, in Georgia law, and now, now this is where we can get into intent. Like, if the, if the Michaels were racist, and they was like, oh, I just want him to make a move. Yep. If this was their intention, like, oh, I just want him to try. And then he gave it to them. And this is what makes me upset about it. Because I'm like, man, like, if, if he, he made his dash towards them, he grabs his gun, according to Georgia law, and, the, and being able to and use deadly force. If, if any situation happens where you feel like your safety is immediately threatened, it causes you bodily harm. Or your life, you can use deadly force. In Georgia, stand your ground. And mm-hmm. so the point where Ahmad grabbed his shotgun and reached for his shotgun and made that tussle, he then now gave Michael to say, "I'm feeling like my life is threatened. Mm-hmm. I feel like my life is threatened, and therefore I'm got to defend myself." And so he fired one shot. Mm-hmm. But you see the video. He's after the shot was fired, and now a tussle ensues. Man, Ahmad doesn't run away. He's swinging on him, and he was beating him. But the shot kept firing, Michael kept shooting because now in his mind, I'm trying to defend himself. He's trying to defend Mm -hmm. himself. Then the third shot's fired. And just as that third shot is fired, Ahmad is still trying to fight, but yet he can't fight no more. Mm -hmm. And he drops. Mm -hmm. And that's the saddest thing about this now it's it's over. And it's like, now if his life, if he grabbed, if he hadn't run at him and I'm not, look guys, I know somebody gonna say, "Oh, you trying to put blame on him? No, I'm not. It's just the reality of the situation. It's like you have an individual you know. Okay, you're, if you're if you're jogging, and you're jogging, I'm exercising, and I'm going up to an individual who I see has a shotgun on me, and for some reason they think I, they suspect me of something that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. My intention is not to run at the person with the gun.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know why did he run at the person with the gun? Mm-hmm. And then if he was going around the truck, if you notice in the video, there's they was at an intersection. And where the truck was parked, there was a road that was going adjacent to it that could have, Ma could have went down this way. He could have ran that way, ran into the next yard knocked on the door and said, hey, these men trying to hurt me. Like anything, why run? And we can't have those answers now because he's not here to defend himself. And that's the saddest thing is about it is he can't speak yeah. for himself now. Yeah, You know, but that's why I find it, that's why based off what I see here, it's like based off of this, yes, I think they should have been arrested, because they don't have sufficient evidence. And I like what you said earlier, Samuel, at the very least it should be manslaughter because if there's no sufficient evidence for them to actually make the citizen's arrest. They provoked him. And that's exactly what it mm-hmm. was. They provoked him yeah. to act what he did. And then when he responded, because you, you can argue that he acted in fear. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm fearful for my life. You're gonna shoot me, I'm mm-hmm. you're gonna go down fighting. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that that could have been a response. Like you're not gonna kill mm-hmm. me here. You know say so you're not going, you're not going to take me with you and take mm-hmm. me somewhere else you're going to kill me right here if you're going to take me, mm-hmm. and so if they provoke them, then yes, man, they should be charged, they should be guilty, yes. you know what I'm saying, but hey like of, off that alone, it's like man, it, it won't be that's why I say yeah. it's so much it's so much in this, man mm-hmm. that we, and we may not even get all the answers even yeah. if they stand a trial
1: yeah, no I, I go ahead
0: yeah, sorry, I look first, Jamal man, I love you bro i I am so glad. You went, you shared, you went through all of that. Um, and I'll say this, anybody that tries to come after you, uh, they can try and help, you know, come through me first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you and I are both big guys, man. We can try and <laughs> say, okay, dude. But no, look, I, I, I love that. Um, as you said, I don't completely agree with you, but I think your view is legitimate though. It's very important that I say that. And, I, and I'll, I'll explain why I disagree with you. But I think your view, you look at the facts and you know, and it's well, I'll get to it, but there is one small detail which you've hinted at that is really crucial in this case. But I think because of that, the way you go through it, it you're 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 right. And look, you're bigger than I am because I thought about adding that sadly, if if Arbery had acted a bit differently, he could be alive today. It still wouldn't justify what the McMichaels, in my opinion, were doing. But sadly, sometimes certain actions lead to the worst outcome. That's not, as you said, to blame him at all. It's just that sometimes choices, you know, that we make, not that he's at fault here necessarily, but yeah. that in that situation, there were other alternatives that could have um, saved his life. But then again, that's assuming, in some ways, the best of the McMichaels. Uh, so I think it's very important that you you went through that. And I think if if it's okay, that I would share another, another side that makes me disagree with you in a slight in a you know slightly. Of course. Um, so I, I you start off by mentioning um, the jo- Georgia's citizens um, uh, arrest law, and I think that's really the the big part here. And right? I think as you mentioned too, um, the you can only Pursuit that if you're either a witness of a crime, or as you said too, if you have immediate knowledge of that crime. As you said, they weren't a witness. And the only immediate knowledge would be that they know that Arbery is a criminal or was the thief. Right. But even then, it seems clear to me, given the evidence we have right now, that they didn't have immediate knowledge. They simply suspected that he might be the thief, right? Because even, even in the video, uh, I didn't see the whole thing. The video that was released earlier today, of um, supposedly Ar Arbery being at that uh, site, because um, because that nine one one call that was apparently called by the Mc, uh, the McMichaels, they say that there's a black man and he is, you know, he's trespassing or you know or something like that. That is not necessarily a crime that leads to... A arrest. Race. Yeah. Right. But he didn't steal anything there, too. They simply think, oh, this is the guy that, that stole the things from, you know, a few days ago or a few weeks ago. Right. But they don't know for sure. Right. So I think right then and there, even if the video is Arbery, even if it's clear that it's Arbery, right now we still don't have a basis for them to pursue him. Mm, that's, that's one. Right, And then they do pursue him after the cops say, we're going to come. Mm-hmm. They pursue him and then they stop him at some point. Now we don't have video of this, but as you said too it's been reported that they stopped him. Presumably he kept he just went by them. Mm-hmm. He ignored them, went by them. Then they just say, well, okay, then let's go ahead of him, park somewhere in the middle of the road and wait mm-hmm. for him with our, with our shotguns. So he then goes, and now this is where my theory, because everything else I'm saying so far I think is fact, right, but now right, everything right. I'm saying now becomes just my theory. I'm assuming he's thinking, man, these guys again. I went by them. They have a shotgun. Now I will try and do it again. Now it's important because in the video, at the 15-second mark, and I paused it similar as you, you were just going through everything, Travis McMichael, the man who had a shotgun who ended up killing him, he was standing very far left of the road lines. Right. So he was not in the middle of the road. He was more to the left of the, of the, of the road. Mm -hmm. Then, um, um, then uh, Arbery moves to the right of the truck. Now, the next time you see him, you see him coming towards um, uh, Travis, but all of a sudden now, if you look at, where he's standing again, this is Travis, he is no longer standing at the far left of the road line. He is now slightly to the right of the road line. So so when the camera moves away from the two of them, at some point between those few seconds, he has moved closer mm-hmm. to Arbery with his shotgun. Now, I would agree with you, in light of the consequences, not to blame um Arbery whatsoever it would have been I'm assuming best if he just kept running right but perhaps the things were said I don't know what was said we didn't we didn't hear it mm-hmm. he feels for whatever reason forced to confront him mm-hmm. which may not be again given the, the you know the tragic outcome the best move perhaps but maybe something that Travis said forced him that or just the fact that Travis move towards him again, apparently for the second time with a shotgun. So given the fact that it seems to me they didn't have legitimate reasons to pursue him mm-hmm. under Georgia law, mm-hmm. and then you have the gun. And for a second time, you move towards him with that shotgun. It seems to me that at the most it's cold-blooded murder, not, okay, maybe I should say cold-blooded, but I think maybe in the beginning, they may have truly thought he was the criminal. But either way, it seems to me that their actions unnecessarily led to a murder. Mm-hmm. Or even if they didn't intend to shoot him at the time, it ended up leading it ended to a, a manslaughter.
3: To it.
1: One of the things that I, um, I mean, we can sit here and talk about the video forever and like what he should have done and could have done and, you know, what would have been best. But one of the things that I don't think we take into consideration is the psychology behind it all. And what happens when you are... Um, approached with a life-threatening situation, you know, we talk about fight, flight, fear, fawn. You know, all of those things come into play. So it could have been a situation where, okay, now I'm approached with this, and one of those things kick in. If his is fight, that's what's going to kick in, and he's going to try for his life to get away. And so I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I definitely don't think that um, stand your ground came into it. That, but that's just my own personal thing. From I think what I know about
2: stand your ground, but I don't live in a stand your ground state so well, and beyond just parsing yeah, all, of all of that the, out, georgia law I there's think, i think the one point i want to make is going back to my previous earlier point about what scripture says about justice i think it's informative that under the mosaic law there's a, actually a lot of different kinds of killing there's premeditated what we call murder um there's accidental killing you know there's there's different definitions under the law each with different punishments um about killing and and our courts will have to parse all of that out of uh, whether it's first degree second degree manslaughter all of that but i think that the one point i would like to make and one of our viewers keisha and i think keisha lives
1: she lives in atlanta in
2: atlanta yeah um i think you know she's raising the point about the mishandling of the case yeah. and a number of uh comments there and
1: like how will they find an impartial jury yeah, at this point and and leaked information yeah yeah
2: leaked information to the media and all of this and i think that what's important because our big theme is about how do we come how do we be a righteous stand in all of this as christians i think that christians have an obligation to try to have a posture of i don't know everything <laughs> i wasn't there Things are still coming out. There was another surveillance just re- surveillance video just released a few minutes ago that's already circling on Twitter where you see Arbery going into one of the homes that's being constructed. And um, it's sort of a more close-up video than the blurry video. So things are still emerging. Things are still coming out. But I think that Christians need to have a posture of,
3: Being slow waiting to waiting
2: for the evidence, being slow to come into judgment, and mm-hmm. not sinning against one another, yes, as we're doing it, not mm. engaging in kind of this reactive posture, um, of accusing each other as we're all right. being armchair, uh, jurors right now, because so, just like you had.
3: I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, go just ahead. Like you, but like you have with like with all of us here, though we may have different opinions, it should not be at this point where we're sitting here like, oh, well, you don't care about black people because you you think this happened, or like, oh, you just, oh, you just trying to stick up for the white man, or or, 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 or or vice versa, like, oh, you just always racist. You just want to think about the white people. You always blame white people for everything. You know, like, it, no, it should not be any of that. You know, it shouldn't be any of that because we don't know it all.
1: This no. it, you bring up a really good point. Um. And on my whole string, I had this thing on Facebook that I mentioned earlier in the show. And um, one of the things that came up was the idea that I am being oversensitive to white people. I am taking the white person into consideration too much and almost placating or wanting to just be uber nice so that I don't um, hurt Mm -hmm. white people's feelings, which if you know me then you would know, <laughs> like, that's not really how I go about things, but, um, where do you see, where do you guys see tribalism fitting in, in all of this? Or maybe that's not a thing. Maybe you don't see tribalism fitting in with this.
3: Uh, tribalism all through this. <laughs> <laughs> Your tribalism all through it. it is, um, it's you know, it's, uh, I don't think you can, I don't, I don't think you can not see it at this point depending on where you stand on it. And I mean, I, and I, I guess if you are on that side, like if you're thinking how the main mainstream of people think, then you don't see this tribalism. You just see it as, I'm just angry. You know, I'm not just standing, I'm not standing for a tribe, I'm just angry. This is happening to my people, notice my people. So it's, it's tribalism, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it should be sad regardless of the color. Uh, you know, if, if someone was murdered unjustly, it should be sad, period. Sad
1: all the way around, it's like I'm sad for for ahmad's family, definitely without a doubt, but I'm also sad for the McMichaels because yep. as yep. they should go to jail in my opinion, that mm-hmm. means that two women potentially are losing husbands, kids are losing fathers, grandparents mm-hmm. like yep. there there's a lot of loss that's happening here, yeah, yeah,
3: in the media. Media by, oh sorry go ahead bro. no
1: no no, go for it go for
0: it
3: no just saying the media by, you know the media keeps feeding that because i i, I was i was tripping out the other day that um a picture posted of the michaels as they finished hunting a deer it was kneeling next to their deer the deer that they just finished killing with their with their gun in hand exactly. and they posted that picture along with you know talking about Ahmad. i'm like it's like the media put that, they yeah. allow that to circulate as yeah. in saying, hey, this, they treated the mob like this dead animal. And we don't know that. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know that if that's, when they viewed the mob, they saw automatically, oh, oh, we're gonna hunt him. We're gonna get him. Mm-hmm. We Don't know that, man. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's what's being fed to us. And if we allow our emotions to buy into yeah. it, that's how we'll automatically see it. Yeah. You know, and media is smart, man. These people, this thing is run by very smart people who not yeah. who know psychology. Mm-hmm. They know what makes us tick. Or at least they think they do,
0: yep.
3: you know? And so it's like, we, we gotta be careful. You gotta be careful.
0: Exactly. And, and um, you know, the, the media, their job is, unfortunately, it used to be just to give you the news, but now it's to get your attention, you know? So they're going to sensationalize certain things sometimes because they need to do that in their mind to grab your attention. But the thing is, we Christians, we not many of us, but a lot of us, um, some of us know that we need to test false prophets. Mm-hmm. But yet, we don't think that applies to all people who who say anything. Test me, test Jamal, test you guys, test everybody right. to see if what they're saying is first righteous according to God's word or factual. But we think that sometimes the media we're not able to test them. They are spirits, right? They're, we're either influenced by Christ or an antichrist. So we need to be very godly and obey the scriptures by testing all the spirits, whether they're from the pulpit or on your TV, you know, or your your laptop. So I think that's unfortunately part of the problem here. And we're getting back to the question. Um <laughs> I managed to make both sides, I suppose, in some cases unhappy. Um, some were upset, many people were upset that I didn't think that there was a clear you know evidence of racism. so that made the woke crowd very upset. this calling me a coon and Uncle Tom and all these things, and you know, a house Negro and mm. this tap dancing for white people, all the, all the things you can, you can imagine. and then he had some, not quite as many as the woke people, but some. Non woke people saying, "How could you say it's murder? And how could you say this? How could you do it? I'm like, "Look, I don't have all the evidence, but but given what I know from Georgia's law, or what I think it's saying, and from just the other evidence, I think it, there's a, I think it's very likely, or that it's, I see the evidence that it's murder. But you know, anyway. So so some people are both on both sides are very upset because you're not agreeing with them." Not because they think that perhaps you're being illogical. If, if you don't agree with me, well, then you're this and you're that. You're this. So I'll, right. I've been called an SJW, uh, which <laughs> I find wow, really yeah I find it quite <laughs> funny. I've been called that because I didn't agree with some people's views on the whole issue.
3: Well, it's, and it's funny how one one issue. Can define your whole viewpoint of everything that's been going on lately Mm -hmm. you know just where you stand jack you mentioned in another article it's like as long as you think this way that's going to define where you are Mm -hmm. um but yeah man
2: and i think that for me like as yeah I, i think that people make a lot of assumptions about about me too and and my views on things simply because i'm white you know i i've had people tell me in the last few days, you know that if, well if if you even ask this question or you put forth a question about forgiveness, that that's a manifestation of my white privilege, and I'm thinking, mm. oh, I thought I was just asking a question based on my position as a disciple of Jesus, and you know there there's assumptions made about me and my positions simply because of my skin color there's all manner of assumptions that i've had interesting um (laughs) Mm -hmm. statements about uh about me on social media the last few days and so um i see tribalism you know on in a weird kind of a way toward toward me too you know Mm -hmm. and um it's it's uncomfortable for me to even talk about it a little bit because it's like even talking about it, even noticing it is kind of not allowed, but it's 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 hard, and we're all in a hard position, and I'm just like I'm just trying to make sense of what does the Lord want me to do you know in in this situation. How do I pray about this? Scripture says that Jesus makes intercession for us. I want to join in his intercession for all of the people involved in this situation. How do I partner Man. with Jesus in interceding about this? And, and mm. that's the the big question on my mind. When you say so. that
1: you saw, you see tribalism toward you too, are you meaning um, black people toward you and their thoughts? Like yeah, I'm trying yeah, to understand exactly like, what yeah, you mean.
2: Yeah, that and also just assuming that I'm in a tribe mm. and, and assuming because of my skin color, I must think a certain way mm-hmm. that I'm going mm-hmm. to defend these guys simply because they're white.
1: Uh, yeah. You know how white people do. And,
2: mm-hmm. and that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that, that's not a my real position comment. at yeah. all, but I've had yeah. people make that accusation mm-hmm. about me, that assumption about me. I hear me. what you're saying. And yeah. t- that is tribalism in a different way. In a different way. Yeah. A different way. Mm-hmm. So,
0: You know, in, um, when, when I shared my article, one of the comments uh, was by, so there was a woman who was agreeing with me. She made a comment and then, somebody else made a comment against her. And this other person, um, said to the original woman, um, saying that, well, you can't have an opinion, you know, cause you have a, you know, you're coming from a white privilege, uh, you know, um, background, all that kind of stuff. Then that woman then says, I'm actually not white. <laughs> um, you know, and then the girl, the woman says, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were white. And then I'm like, don't you see the problem here? Here's the, here's the irony. Wow.
1: The woman who was saying that was actually white. The right? same thing happened on my page verbatim. Uh, this oh, lady go. was like, "Well, she's just trying to placate white people." And my friend was like, "But I'm not white."
0: Yeah.
2: I'm Mer- I'm Native uh, American. Yeah.
0: Yep. 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 So you know, it's it, it, it's sad. You know.
3: And that's and that's the thing too is like um a friend of mine posted on Facebook you know I really appreciate him posting it. he was like he was like to all my white brothers and sisters you don't have to feel sorry for who you are in the midst of this don't feel sorry for who, who how God made you yeah you know in His image you know because you're your different skin tone and I think that's important man like and also those and if there are any white brothers and sisters out there who may think it's not murder like you should not be afraid to voice your opinion. Because of the fact of your skin color, you have your own thoughts, you know whether it be right or wrong. You have your own thoughts, and I think a lot of people what they do is because of fear of experiencing that tribalism that uh, Crystal was just speaking of, they will, even though they may think differently, will agree with the crowd because they don't want to be seen as racist. They don't want to be assumed to be as sticking up for somebody who's white, you know, and and that's and that's unfortunate. It's like you know, like, we should not be afraid of who we are. We are who we are because this is where God made us and our own experiences, and our own thoughts, and everything else, you know. And and we should have, like, I love what Sammy said earlier. It's like, yo, I'm okay with being wrong. Like, you know, the, the truth is what matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could be wrong, but I just want to, I just want, at the end of the day, I just want to stand on what the truth is and we're standing on the side that's righteous yeah, you know, I and handling it the right way.
1: The The unfortunate thing with tribalism is that when you go against the tribe, you generally get kicked out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and so who wants to be left alone? Who wants to be left in that space of
2: man I'm unfriended, blocked, yeah, canceled, canceled, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there's yeah. yeah. that. You know, and thinking about one of the things Monique and I are always talking about is when you're having a race conversation, it's best if you're really invested in the relationship. Like, you, we can't cancel each other. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're in a in a friendship here. Yeah. We have every intention of moving forward with that friendship. We can't just click an unfriend button on social media and be done with each other <laughs> yes. like that's not going to work yeah. and yeah. uh but i think that in our culture unless sometimes you have something at stake in the relationship it's it's so easy just to block unfriend yes. block i don't have to interact with them mm-hmm. mute them yeah. mm-hmm. and then i don't have to but is that really what christ would have us do or yeah. you know where's the forbearance where's the go the, again the go again the forgiveness mm-hmm. the repentance the hard conversation the honor the honor yeah you know so it's yeah, it's, it's hard yeah, it's um I, but
1: block me unfriend me and see <laughs> see what's go- ah, i wish had, you would we had that conversation earlier. <laughs> you feel like the lord is leading you to walk away from me i say hey <laughs>
3: Whatever brings us to peace, right?
1: <laughs> right? I mean, and maybe y'all pray for me. I'm a work in progress. But I say, hey, if you feel like
2: the Lord is leading you away,
1: don't.
2: As far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. That's yes. It. Yes. So, I'm a work so, in progress, y'all.
1: All
3: so right. If you need to quarantine for my Facebook page, go ahead.
1: <laughs> See? <laughs> yes. I'll be having to quarantine myself.
2: All right. We have any more questions? Uh, I think the only question I just wanted to ask um, our friends about is um, how can white people do better at supporting you too? I mean, I want you to answer too. I'm a friend. I know. Uh, (laughs) How can we show up for this conversation in such a way of support? Like, I I think a lot of us are struggling like, okay, I feel like I'm supposed to do something. What what am I supposed to do? You know, yeah. am I supposed to make a public statement? Am I, how do I be anti-racist? You know, what is it that I'm supposed to do? So I'm just going to ask, because I'm a very simple person and I get a lot of feedback that I'm way too direct, but I'm just going to ask, like, what kind of support does do you want? And you speak for yourself. You don't have to speak for the whole black community, but like, what kind of support would you want? You can't. Yeah.
0: If I if I can say this, I think uh, I think it's a good question, but part of the problem is that we is that we think there is a way to love black people in particular. There isn't. There isn't. There really isn't. I just want someone to love me the way they would love my white neighbor, my Asian neighbor, anybody. Um, I, uh, one of the um, one of the most profound, most one of the one of the uh, the words that I received from a, a few of my white friends that I thought was fascinating, and I think about it all the time. Many of them have said to me, "Sam, thank you for not making me feel bad for being white." I never thought I, I, that even ever. I never thought, oh, I don't want to make a bad white, white person feel. I I just thought I just love these people. That's all. But they would not on their own tell me this, and. In the same way, I don't want a white person to make me feel good for being black. I don't want them to make me feel bad for being black. Just love me for being human. And if I do wrong, correct me for being human. Right. And I think part of the problem is is that we think, this is the thing I saw, honestly, what really irritated me the most on social media wasn't black people who were upset about the video. It was white people wanting to say, Okay, are the black people seeing this? Are they seeing this? Hey, guys, I'm with you. I'm with right. you guys. <laughs> All right? I'm, I'm one of you. Like I, I'm not like those white people. Oh, no, 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 no. Immediately, I am angry because I love you. I'm like those guys. It's just false righteousness. Fake, just just be real. I want people to react to this situation here the same way they would if it was black people being accused of something because they are black. Exactly. Just be human and love people no matter what their skin color are, is, I mean, sorry.
2: Jamal, you want to jump in there on that?
3: I mean, that was beautifully said, Sam. Man, just a man with words. That's why you're a blogger. Because <laughs> like, like, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this, this whole issue, it's not just for this particular situation but just in general the whole social justice issue has created this this sort of anxiety for white people to make them feel like they got to do something special bec- for us because we're us. You know it's like like no like, how how would you how would you handle a situation if it was a white if it was a white person that was in a situation handling kind of the same way. You know not because they're white just because they're, they're a person and something happened. You know and they have or they have an opinion about something that you may agree with or disagree with and how you would come alongside them and and talking about those things and dealing with it, like I don't want to, I don't want to my white brothers to walk on eggshells around me. That's not love. Love believes all things, loves hopes all things, and endures all things. So even if you make even if you make a step on one of them eggshells and crack it and make a noise that irritates me, I'm gonna believe and hope all things that you wasn't trying to really irritate me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that you was just loving me, you just being you. You know, saying so you should not have to walk on eggshells. You know, this anxiety is was created. You know, saying so to create fear and it shouldn't. You know, what I'm saying it should not create fear. We should still be able to deal with one another. So, in this, in the conversation, just like Samuel said, just saying it again, just being real. You know, mm-hmm. I'm human. I you know I have an opinion. You have an opinion. I have feelings. You have feelings. We can love one another in the midst of all this and loving each other in truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what scripture calls us to.
2: That's so good, and I I hope you guys know just how much we enjoy talking to you. The the show has gone way longer than we normally go, but we're just having so much fun talking to you and hearing your thoughts and uh i really appreciate your thoughtful answers and i'm just wondering for you like how would you, how would you answer my question about you know how would you want to be loved uh, um i would say how could we support it like, yeah. love
1: me, like, you know, it's gonna, it, it changes, it varies by the individual, you know? Yeah. It's not like all black people need to be supported this way. Are we all, because I think that's what, one of the things with tribalism, it, just, it says we all do this, yeah. but doesn't take into account that we are all uniquely created in God's image. There We all have different needs. And so, yeah, I would say love me just because of who I am and how I am. Um, and then don't shy away from the conversation, at least with me, you know, I appreciate having these conversations and, um, you know, figuring it out together. Why are you, what, what's going on for you? <laughs> Sorry. She, she became a little emotional. So I, no, um, I'm, are you okay?
2: Yeah, no, I was just, um, um, but thinking about some things, but yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think
1: you and I have definitely traveled a road, you know, and that's why I was, like the person who on my social media feed was like oh she trying to you know spare your feelings because you white i was like dang krista should answer this one you know because it's it's not about the sparing of she, the feelings you're not sparing <laughs> my feelings you breathing you get it okay like she's coming for that's me that's it but um <laughs> You know, be, let's be open to have the conversations about race. Yeah. Let's be open to have the conversations and know that there's grace to mess up. There's grace to, to stumble over our words um, and keep going. I, I think that support and love, though, look as individual as the person that you're looking at.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's really good. And so uh, I just want to say thank you to, to Sam and, and Jamal for hanging out with us. Yes, tonight. thank you. I know you. it's late there and uh, we really appreciate your time and just being with us and and all your wisdom and uh we're just so humbled that you would come talk to us for a couple hours so thank you so much yeah and um i want
1: to say to everybody who's watching either facebook or um on youtube thank you guys because this conversation is not easy i don't care what your color is what side of the track you on what you believe this conversation it's hard like it's hard to walk a road when in a, especially in a country that has so much history, yeah. there anyway. Um, but thank you for staying in the process and for your honesty and your thoughts. Um, and go, I go really follow, appreciate you. Go
2: follow our friends, Jamal yes. and Sam. Prescribed Truth yeah. and Slow to Write. Yeah,
1: yes, follow them because they're putting out some really good thoughts. Yeah, um, that are are not necessarily in line with the grain of what you think you might get.
2: Yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. So thank, thank you, all you very so much for having us.
3: Thank you so much for having us once again. Thank you for everybody who listened and and joining the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's an honor. I, I I'm trying to be all of your your favorite Ugandan or Nigerian, so hopefully I've gotten <laughs> I've gotten
1: there. Oh, you know, one day I might live this down. Maybe the next time you're on the show, we we gonna have like a reunion show with all of us again.
0: <laughs> Thanks,
1: right. guys. All right, thank you so all much, right. guys. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.
2: All right. Well it's a long show. It was. But but it was good. It was good. It was, it was a really was good. good conversation. I hope that viewers got something out of it and uh really benefited from the the conversation. Yeah. Kimba's so. here. Hi
1: Kimba. Yes. Um Keisha so you are too funny. <laughs> Girl, Girls, got to keep it real. Someday. You know,
2: we couldn't get to all the comments. We no, tried to summarize some of the big ideas that were emerging, and I was really glad for all of Keisha's comments mm-hmm. and just, you know, uh, everybody's comments tonight. Um, Just all the different perspectives, and it just shows, like, hey, we can have a conversation, and people don't have to put each other on blast. Like, I love the attitude of, yeah. of the comments tonight. Like, everyone's in a posture of, Hey, let's just talk. Let's try to get to more understanding. Yeah. We're the body. And, you know, how can we uh, support one another? You know, and I love that ethos that's that was emerging tonight on the comments, even when people were disagreeing, even when our guests were disagreeing. Yeah. Like that was a great example of how to do it. Guess
1: what? We can disagree and still be cool. Yeah. not lose our minds.
2: (laughs) That's how it's done, people. Yeah. That's how you do it.
1: All right. It's time for us to sign off, maybe, you
2: know, get some dinner or something. Yeah, dinner would be good. So we want to remind you, go to All the Things Show uh, for the show notes each week. And you can subscribe to the show notes there and also follow us on Facebook. Uh, We have All the Things Show and uh, our podcast is up now so yes. we're on across all the platforms wherever you stream your podcasts in addition to youtube yeah. oh
1: shameless plug on facebook go to um the center for biblical unity like Follow the page Yay. and all that she's
2: starting to do over there at the center for biblical biblical unity and being a stand for sane and productive conversations uh about race and unity and so much more yes. so thanks for watching guys. Take Good care. Night.